Good morning. It's a privilege to be here. Thanks for the invitation, Antonio. It's really a blessing to be with you this morning. So let's, let's start by a prayer just to, for God to open up His Word for us. Father, we, we thank You that we can be together this morning and we want to pray for Your Word that You will break it open for us, that You will open our hearts as well for Your Word so that we will receive it. Uh, we pray that although it's only a human being sharing Your Word, reading out of Your Word and preaching, that You will be using that to be Your living Word. We live because of your word, because of your word we have faith, because of your word we grow in this faith. And so we want to pray this morning that you will um, strengthen our faith in you through your word. And so we pray this um, in the wonderful name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to read this morning from Acts, Acts 17, from verse 10 to verse 15. So Paul and Silas uh, has been chased away from Thessalonica and now they are in Berea and we're going to read here about what happened in Berea. So well-known passage I think to some of you maybe um, as we are often urged to be good Bereans and so let's read about what is this um, encouragement to be good Bereans about. Paul and Silas in Berea. So this is from the word of God. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those of Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed, with not a few Greek women of high standing, as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command from Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. So this is from the Word of God. So our theme this morning is that we have life through God's Word, and therefore we should share it, receive it, and examine all other words by it. So we have life through God's Word because when we hear God's word, we come to faith and our faith are strengthened and therefore we should also share that word because life comes through that word and life is strengthened and our faith is, is um, getting stronger through that word and we should receive it therefore gladly but also examine all other things by it. So I grew up in a, in a reformed church um, um, that changed a lot over the years. So as I grew up, it was reformed. And at the end, when I left this specific denomination, they were liberal. And it is interesting, as I was preparing this sermon, I was thinking of, have I ever heard about being a good Berean 
in that context. And I was thinking of Sunday school, about sermons that I've heard, about uh, being at a meeting, attending a meeting, where you should discern before you make important decisions. Even with theological training, this concept of being a good Berean was never on the table. Maybe that's why it was possible for some of the leadership to move a church, a good reformed church, from being reformed to being liberal. Because there was not good Bereans, not enough good Bereans in that denomination. And so maybe this concept for you to be a good Berean is something that you've heard many times before. Maybe it's like, it's like how many, why do we have to say that again to each other? And uh, maybe it's the first time. But it's so important that all of us must be good Bereans. People who are able to go to God's Word to see if these this things that are here, these words that are here, are they so? Is it, is it true that the Word of God is saying this? And so we are urged today to be good Bereans, to also be like Paul and Silas, to be people who bring God's Word because through God's Word we have life. So this morning we will look at three things, uh, three things in this passage that I want to highlight. The first is that we should bring God's Word, share God's Word with perseverance and diligence. Secondly, that we must um, be receiving God's Word with eagerness. And then lastly, that we must examine all other words by Scripture, by the Word of God, to see if the things that we hear are indeed true and so. So, first of all, we are urged to share God's Word with diligence, with perseverance. In other words, all of us, because God's Word brings life, because through, through the Word of God, that's the only way to come to salvation. Through, how can you believe if you haven't heard as Paul says? How can you come to faith if you haven't heard the Word of God? And therefore, we must be people that's always looking out for opportunities to share God's Word with other people. Even if it's believers, then it will strengthen their faith. If it's unbelievers, who knows? They might come to faith. So we must be always on the lookout sharing God's Word in some way, shape or form. Now in this passage, we see an unbelievable commitment to sharing the Word. We, we read about Paul and Silas being chased away from Thessalonica. It says that um, the, the, they... they gathered some wicked men, the, the Jewish people there, and they, they made a complaint to the city authorities saying that Paul and Silas, they are acting against the decrees of Caesar saying that there's another king, Jesus. And so you can hear the threat here is it's, it's a big deal if you say that there's another king. Um, it's something that can cost Paul's life. It's very serious. And then in verse 10 we read, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. So immediately and by night and Berea, it's all saying to us it's serious what was happening here in Thessalonica. It was not just a little bit of confrontation. It was a matter of life and death and they realized that. 
Paul and Silas, Paul also allowed himself to be conducted by the brothers um, 80 kilometers away. Berea was 80 kilometers away approximately from Thessalonica, which is far. If you have a car, it's within reason. But if you have to walk, if you have to travel some other way on roads that's not highways, it's quite hard. And to do it by night, not that nice. But they did it because they realized, well, this is a situation of life and death. Now, if I was Paul or Silas, I will go to Berea and lay low. I will see if I can find a guest house and sleep in the next morning. I will be sure that I will not try to get confrontation soon again. But what do we read? We read that as they come to Berea, it says that when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue to be hearing about Judaism. I don't think so. To share the gospel as soon as they came there. They realized something of the urgency of sharing God's word that so much depends on the word. They didn't break, uh, take a break. Um, they went in immediately. Now, we could ask why were they so urgent about this? Now, there's many answers to this, this question. But one of the answers we find in Acts 1 verse 8. Now, Jesus is talking to his uh, apostles before he's, he sent them, uh, before he's uh, returning to back to his father and he says the following but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth and so if we ask but paul and silas and where did they get the strength to keep on going and then the answer is but the holy spirit was poured out and that's why they kept on going, because it was not in their own strength. And so, we must know today that that same Holy Spirit is with us today. We don't do the sharing of God's Word in our own strength. We have the strength of God, of the Holy Spirit, with us. Another question we might ask is, but why? We can accept that there's the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working in us today. He's still with us. The same Holy Spirit that worked with Paul and Silas is with us today. And, but, but, but why working in that way specifically? Why working in the sense of empowering us to share God's word so that more people can hear it and so that other believers will be strengthened? Why is the Spirit working in that direction to, to put it like that? It's because of God's love, because of God's grace. God wants more people to hear about what He did on the cross. What His Son did for us on the cross. More people need to hear it because by hearing comes faith and by faith life in Christ. And so more people need to hear it. Just, just think about it. Just think about it. The, the Old Testament is about Jesus. The Old Testament is about Jesus that will come and will save. So God was from the beginning communicating what would happen in Christ. Also, why did, why did Jesus have disciples? 
so that there will be witnesses, people to see what happened so that they can share what happened with Him. Why was there a church? Why, were, why, are there, why is there the New Testament? Because God wants to communicate what happened on the cross. So, theoretically, it was possible for Jesus to come and die on the cross and rise again without anybody knowing. It could have happened and the history could have, the, the story of what happened to him, the events, could have been forgotten. And he, but he died for us. Imagine that. But then nobody would have known about it. Nobody would have believed. And so why? Because in him, and him alone, we have eternal life. And God wants people to hear that. God wants people to know that. Because he's a God of great love and grace and kindness and he wants his word through which faith come to spread his word about his son so in acts 4 for instance we hear peter talking and he says the, the following uh, acts 4 verse 11 and 12 this jesus is the stone that was rejected by you the builders which has become the cornerstone so he's, he's talking to the jews who has become the cornerstone and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other name. So, do you understand the urgency? Do you understand why Paul and Silas traveled 80 kilometers after being threatened for their life? Um, and then going into Berea and then just getting down to business, starting to proclaim the gospel of Jesus again. And therefore, why there's an urgency with us as well to share God's word. And, and so you might say, but, but, but what does it mean? Because must I now go from, from Waterfall to Durban to Pine Town to Pretoria to Cape Town? Must I do the same thing that Paul and Silas were doing? Because if you read Acts, you see the whole time Paul is going from this place to this place next place he's on his way now after Berea he will go to Athens and so should we do the same thing and we see all already in Acts not all believers participate in this gospel work in the same way we don't do what Paul does we also see that 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 although we have all the share in this we do it in a different way like for instance we read about two times about what are called the brothers. So they, had a part, they participated in Paul's work by helping him to go away. They also needed to stay behind. And we hear again about the people from Thessalonica, for instance, when the letters of Paul are written to the believers there. So they had to start the church, to continue the church that Paul started there. So their work and their way of sharing in God's word work we're different and the same with us we all have our own way we read um, in the beginning of this passage the following the brothers immediately sent paul and silas away and then at the end the brothers immediately now this is the berean brothers first was the thessalonian brothers immediately sent paul off on his way to the sea but silas and timothy remained behind so you see the the way that the brothers' participation in the work of God 
and the work of the Holy Spirit is different to the way that Paul and Silas are participating. And even Paul and Silas and Timothy participate in a different way. So they stay behind, maybe teaching a bit more, but also Paul is urging them. They must join him up again. They must support his work. Because why? Because Paul wasn't um, uh, qualified enough? No, because it was teamwork. It was not one-man show and Paul needed support as well in his work. But the fact that your role is different to Paul does not make it less urgent. Doesn't make it less important. So may we all hear again this morning the urgency of sharing God's word. Because through his word comes life. But secondly then, his word we must receive God's word with eagerness. That means we must be open. When we hear God's word, we must have an open attitude. In this passage, it said that the Bereans had a more noble attitude than the Thessalonians. So, so that just basically means they had a better attitude. They had a good attitude. The attitude of being open to hear God's word. And so we are urged to have the same type of attitude, even though God's word might contradict us. Now somebody said, because many people uh, criticize critical people that, that don't like God's word will criticize it and say, well, there's contradictions in God's word and therefore it's not God's word. They will say things like, yes, but read to one place it says one angel, the other place it says two, so it can't be God's word. And so without trying to, to answer that specific question, uh, the reason is actually not because God's word contradicts itself, that people don't believe in the Bible. It's because it contradicts them. As somebody said, men do not reject the Bible because it contradicts itself. But it is because it contradicts them. And so sometimes the Bible contradicts us. And that is when we must hear today. We must have the attitude of the Bereans. Even though the Bible might contradict you, allow it into your life. And it's not easy. It's not easy to be like the Bereans here. It's actually amazing what happened with them. Because the truth that they heard was changing their whole world around. It set them at odds against the other Jews. It sent them, set them at odds against the Greek, uh, the Roman uh, environment in, in, in which they were. But they did accept it. And so, so we, must, we must just realize on what level this was. Because you get different types of truths um, in the sense of levels or um, the way it might impact on us. So for instance, if, if I think today will be the maximum temperature will be 25. And somebody correct me and says that, listen, now it's 26. Um, I will accept it. It won't, won't change much in my life. And, and it will be fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. If it's 26 today, and I thought it was 25, the level of that truth in my life is not going to make much of a difference. But let's say somebody walk up to me here after the service and says to me, hand over your car keys, because actually your car is not yours, it's mine. That will be quite a different matter. And I might show some resistance. And the truth that the Bereans accepted was on more on that level. Not on the level of the temperatures, but on realizing, but listen, the, the things we thought were true, 
uh, it's now different. It, it, it's actually true because it was fulfilled, but, but now my whole world, our whole world is turned around and they accepted it because it was in line with Scripture. And so we must have this openness even when the truth of God's Word might contradict us and might be asking us for major changes. We must have an eagerness to accept God's Word. <clears throat> so, as somebody said, for me to confess that Scripture is infallible and inerrant is to bind myself in advance to follow the method of harmonizing and integrating all that Scripture declares without exception. I must believe that it is from God. However little I may like it. However little I may like it. And whatever change, whatever change of present, of present beliefs, ways and commitments it may require, I must actively seek to live by it. So, not just hoping and ducking and diving that, that maybe God's word this time won't contradict me, but to actively go and see where God's word is indeed contradicting me and adapting my life to God's word, even where it contradicts me. God's word is like a roadmap, and I must change my life like the Bereans did. They, they went to the map and they saw, but listen, I must change here. And they did it. They turned around because they were on the wrong path and they took a different off-ramp uh, where they needed to. It's like somebody said, think of the scriptures as an absolutely accurate map. A map tells you how to get to a certain destination. But just looking at the map won't automatically transport you to Arizona or England or Peru. Getting to those places means you have to make the effort Pay the cost, take the time for travel, stay at it until you arrive. In a word, persevere. So, Bereans, being Bereans is not a one-day thing. It's not a once-all thing. It's a life, a way of life. And when you find that, listen, I took the wrong off-ramp here. Turn around. Turn around like the Bereans did. Even though it might be a hard thing to do. But... And this brings us to our third and last point is if if that happens if you hear somebody say something be discerning and use God's word to discern whether that's true or not whether the things that you are you are hearing are indeed so or not based on God's word because therefore our third point is Resist false words. Resist false words. Because as there's truth, truth, there's also lies. As there's light, there's darkness. As there's wisdom, there's also a lot of foolishness all around us. And we need God's word and his light, the light of his word to see what which is which. Because you might go out of the sermon this or this, this service this morning. You might say, but I'm going to be a Berean. I'm going to embrace the truth, even if it contradicts my life. And then you hear maybe a tele-evangelist saying something about giving money to him and then you'll be rich. Or somebody saying that if you just believe, you won't have any problems. Um, or that our view of marriage has been wrong all along. The church didn't understand that correctly. And because now you're a Berean, you've got to accept that, that truth. No. 
You have to read further. It says the following about the Bereans. Examining what they did was examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So everything that they heard, they first went to scripture and asked, this, this Paul, what he's saying, is it according to the scriptures? So that's part of being the Bereans. Because the devil is called in, in John 8.44. He's called the father of all lies. And there's so many lies all around us. Um, and the problem is at the same time he's called the angel of light. Meaning that this lies doesn't come to you saying we are lies. They come to you dressed up very nicely. Looking very good. But therefore, we need the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God in this context in which we live. In this time in which we live. Because you can go wherever you want. You can go to a, even to a shop. You can go to internet, television, radio, whatever. The lies is all over the place. It's all over. And therefore, we need to really know God's Word. So this Bereans knew God's word. Um, somebody pointed out that there was no chapters and verses in those days. That means that the Bereans, in order to see if these things were so, they really needed to know where's what in the, in the scriptures, in, that, in their case the Old Testament. They really needed to know where's what to go and see if these things were so. Where do you go? And, and we are challenged to know the Bible to up to that level that we will really know what's where so that when we hear something to go and check is is that really true what we are hearing at the moment but also what 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 we see with them is that they did it together so we are also there as a church to to help each other therefore it's so important to come to a service to hear god's word if there's teaching to be there so that you can also be further equipped. And then, of course, in our private Bible study, um, also to be people who knows the Word of God. And to know God's Word is a lifestyle. And I want to urge you today not to be lazy when it comes to God's Word. To really know God's Word. Not just to have a vague idea to, to know, yes, there were people like Philistines and then say, but I know the Bible. No, to really know God's Word. Where? what is in his word and to make it a lifestyle and it's so important because we should not underestimate the vehemence against the truth we should not underestimate the enemy's attacks on us um, against the truth of god's word in this passage we see what, what happened was uh, this people of Thessalonica, when they heard about the word of God being spread also in Berea, what did they do? They went 80 kilometers, and again, not by car, to come and interrupt the good work that Paul and Silas and Timothy were doing. You see the vehemence, you see the eagerness to disrupt the good work of God, to disrupt the spreading, the spread of God's word, people sharing God's word, do not underestimate the work um, against the truth. Do not underestimate the, the vehemence 
against God's truth. And so I've, I've experienced that firsthand. In the church I grew up with, like, like I said at the beginning, the, the church, a church would take in a whole denomination that was reformed, would take into a place of being liberal. And the reason was, there was vehemence against the truth of God. And there were not enough, sadly, not enough Bereans. So we are challenged today. Let us be good Bereans. Amen. Let us pray together. So Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We, we, we thank you that we can know your word, that we have heard your word, and that through your word comes faith. And, and we thank you for each one of us here this morning that hath come to faith. And we want to pray for all who has not. We want to pray also that you will use each one of us. Help us to share your word. Help us to bring your word, even though it's in a context of so many lies that's against it. And the enemy that, that wants to extinguish the light. Help us to bring and to share this word, like Paul and Silas, with perseverance, with eagerness. Help us, Father, to, to really receive your word, even, even when it contradicts us. Even when we don't want to allow that truth in us because it will mean that we have to change our course and the direction we were moving in. Help us to be eager, but help us to be discerning as we listen to words all around us. Help us to really know your word and to really not have a vague idea, but to really be able to go to your word. And when we hear something, to be able to go and see if these things also. And so, Father, we pray that you will protect us from the evil one, that you will, you will deliver us. And we want to pray that we, and um, each one individual, but also this congregation collectively, will be good and strong Bereans. And we pray this in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.